your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Locked On Blues Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm Josh Hyman. I'm going to be taking you guys on a solo episode today. Um, bit of a bit of a heavy, heavy episode, uh, at least for the first section, because I want to talk about the Gary Bettman press conference in regards to the Kyle Beach investigation um, and give my take on that and basically talk about why I'm pretty disappointed in the NHL, at least in terms of their, um, in terms of Bettman's, some of his quotes today. Um but I don't want to talk about that the whole time uh, because the Blues did come away with a huge victory against the Chicago Blackhawks that I want to talk about. Um, best defense I've looked all season, so I think it's definitely important to get into that game. Uh, so we're going to get into both of those topics today um, as well as whatever else comes up through the YouTube chat because uh, I'm live on YouTube right now, so make sure you guys subscribe to us on YouTube uh, and hit that notification bell. That way, whenever we go live with an episode, you can ask us questions in the chat. Um, but if you don't listen to us on YouTube, I want to thank you for making us your, your first listen whenever it's you're waking up in the morning, see a new episode is posted, listen to it on your drive to work. We appreciate that. That's why we do these short 20-minute episodes. Um, anyways, without further ado, uh, Gary Bettman uh, gave a press conference today regarding the NHL's investigation and response to the Kyle Beach investigation. Um, again, I said this last time, I don't really want to talk about the investigation itself too much because I think it's a little bit too heavy of a topic for me to just sit here and try to talk about in six minutes. It's not, it's just, I wouldn't do it justice. I just more so want to talk about, uh, the Gary Bittman press conference and just hockey culture as a whole. I know that word has been throwing around so much hockey culture and it, it is frustrating me as well, but I think it is important to address that. Um, but to catch anyone up to speed who might not have been aware, um, Kyle Beach recently came forward and identified himself as the victim of the sexual assault that occurred with the Chicago Blackhawks in 2010. Um, the NHL announced that the Chicago Blackhawks would be fined $2 million, and Gary Bettman gave a press conference today um, talking about that. Now, the one thing I will say is I do want to, I guess, defend Gary Bettman in the NHL for a little bit before I sort of start going through my complaints Uh, And the one area where I think that you can kind of give them a little bit of slack is saying this is this isn't really a hockey incident per se. And like the team isn't necessarily liable like to lose draft picks or anything like that, because this isn't like uh, they cheated in in hockey. They this was something that's much bigger than that. And therefore, um, the punishments were a lot more individual. And that's why pretty much every um, not pretty much. I'm pretty sure every single person that was identified Um, as being complicit and that somehow lost their job um, the day that the investigation went forward. So that is sort of the one um, defense that the NHL has to say, like, we, you know, we felt like it was more appropriate to um, handle this with the individuals rather than just punish the team overall. Um, That being said, uh, there's other incidents like in the past, um, the Arizona draft pick, um, when they lost draft picks, uh, because they cheated the combine did a little bit early, whatever, where they got fined $3 million. And like, you can start comparing the two. Uh, I'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, But at the same time, I I can definitely see that standpoint of saying uh, all the individuals got punished, you know, punishing the Chicago Blackhawks as a team right now, isn't necessarily fair because it isn't a hockey related thing. Now that's not my take 
Um, but that is certainly a take that I've seen a lot of people have, which I think holds a little bit of weight. Um, but that being said, if that was Gary Bettman's belief, he could have gone about it, gone about presenting it in a, in a little bit better of a way, uh, to, to put it lightly. I think some of the quotes just reading through Twitter were just made me shake my head. Like, come on, you know, like I thought the NHL was going to be better than this. Um, and I think that early on the reporting that had been done, the, the broadcast, the interviews, it, the coverage was phenomenal. Um, I think that says a lot for hockey culture. The fact that the, that Kyle beach was able to have a platform um, and this was able to be as successful as it was for him and to put, you know, a spotlight on something that unfortunately needed to be talked about. I think that is a big step for the NHL. Um, but that being said, as soon as the NHL themselves got involved is it's where it felt like this whole thing kind of fell short. Um, Greg Kane says in chat, why are the coaches and upper management the only ones getting punished? You can't tell me that none of the players know as well. Yeah, and that's something else that I'm going to get into. That's, in my opinion, what sort of completely tarnishes the whole, oh, you can't punish the team because this isn't a hockey-related incident. No, because there are plenty of players on that team or who were very recently on that team who were complicit in it as well. Um, but again, I don't know how you would enforce that. You can't necessarily issue suspensions or whatever without like confirmed evidence. It, it's It's a mess. Um, I, and I don't want to hypothesize what they could have done because then I could be here all day. If I could say, oh yeah, they could have, they could have find them this with this. They could have taken these draft picks away because like, who knows? Only the league knows what they were, what options they were weighing. Um, but yeah, I, I think my overall takeaway is that this is something that's sort of bigger than hockey and which is why it was so frustrating to see it really just Gary Bettman really just address this in hockey terms. Like he was just, it was just only in regards to, you know, the Blackhawks um, and like the punishment this year, it wasn't, he didn't do justice, give justice to like uh, when he was asked about committing to the NHL publicly getting counseling for the high school player or the former high school player who was involved. And he said like, Oh no, we can't confirm that right now. It's the, it's the things that were covered so well, like the, not just the hockey side of it, but the, the, human side of it that I really feel like Gary Batman fell short when addressing. I feel like he was just all business. Like, Oh, you know, the fine was appropriate because of blah, 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 blah. When like that, it wasn't, that's not news. That's not what people were turn, tuning into the press conference to see. They wanted to see some empathy. They wanted to see some heart. And I don't think Gary Batman did the best job of showing that it felt like he was just reading off of the script. Um, and that's why I think some of those quotes look even worse out of context because, you know, like when he was asked about the Arizona, coyotes fine compared to this one different context you know different whatever and that looks really bad but that's probably a prepared answer that's probably something that he knew he was going to get asked and he said the the best way to answer it is is in this method i think that's was the most frustrating part for me um is is it kind of felt like it was just another day at the office for the nhl it felt like they didn't really show any extra compassion or empathy um they didn't rally behind the support that they had been getting from um you know the reporters uh, and just social media in general in terms of m- making a difference. And that doesn't mean that they necessarily have to go out and target the Chicago Blackhawks, but they, the league can embrace the, the change that is hopefully occurring and, you know, the change in quote-unquote hockey culture. The league could have sort of put their weight behind that and said, like, you know, we're not going to be out to get the Blackhawks, but we agree that this is a very important uh, issue. And yes, we will impl- implement a sexual misconduct policy and, and 
talk in detail about it. And it didn't feel like they took that extra step in terms of showing that compassion. And that's why I was very disappointed in the press conference. It felt like, like I said, another day at the office for them. Um, and, and it felt like the words were pretty, pretty shallow. Um, but that being said, I, I think the Gary Bittman press conference is a small misstep in what's been a really, really productive uh, event as a whole in terms of you know the dreaded hockey culture. I think there's definitely issue with it, um, and the Akima Lu incident that's that's um, getting steam again right now is another example of it. There is this is a very relevant problem, and um, it probably should have been addressed a while ago, obviously. But the fact that it's getting this attention now and this platform now is great, and I think that this energy needs to be harnessed and turned into change, um, so everyone can feel more comfortable you know everyone who would be hesitant to play hockey or watch hockey because of uh the culture that it has this perception of having um can hopefully be a little bit more comfortable because it doesn't it, it only helps the game it only helps the game to have people you know have a positive image of hockey it, it helps the game and right now um what started out as something that was a very bad look for hockey turned into something positive, you know, Kyle Beach having his platform, being able to talk. It was obviously heartbreaking and very difficult to hear, but it's an important conversation that was started um, with bravery and support from a hockey community that I don't know would have given that support uh, in the past. So it, it, it says a lot and I'm looking forward to seeing how um, we can move forward from it you know, as hockey fans, but also the league itself as well. Um, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing hopefully a more um, inclusive community in terms of the the issues that were discussed, you know, recently regarding the Blackhawks and all that stuff. But um, I'm going to be a, a bit of a weird transition because I do want to talk about hockey as well. Um, so I, I think um, my final thoughts, if I had to sum it up, would be, Overall, good steps forward in terms of the horrible, heart-wrenching investigation. Um, I'm glad I will never have to read those details again. I'm glad that you know Kyle Beach has started to open up and heal, but it's going to be a long road, and the first steps were taken, um, but there is still work to do. Um, and yeah, I, I think it's an important conversation to have, and that's why I wanted to spend the first segment here. I've kind of avoided it. Uh, on past episodes, but I think today is sort of the sort of the close of the chapter in terms of the NHL's investigation. So it's when I wanted to talk about it. Um, but that being said, the league does continue to move on. There are still going to be hockey games. Uh, the Blues play the LA Kings soon, so I'm going to be talking about that. And then they came away with a victory over the Chicago Blackhawks. So um, I'm going to be getting into that as well. A one nothing victory. The defense looks really really strong. But before we start that, I want to tell you guys about Direct TV Stream. Now with Literally every sport in existence, or not in existence, but all the big four sports on right now, baseball, hockey, football, basketball, college football, college basketball, it's endless. You've got a million different streaming devices to watch your games. you got one app on your phone that has the football game and another on your TV that has the hockey game. You can get rid of the hassle with DirecTV Stream. It is the perfect way to finally get your TV together. DirecTV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. 
You can learn more at directtv.com. That is directtv.com. Compatible device required and content varies by package. Now, when I get back, I'm going to be going into the Blues 1-0 victory over the Chicago Blackhawks and talking about how they can sort of rally that momentum into a successful regular season. So don't go anywhere. All right. So moving into St. Louis Blues talk specifically um, on, let's see, what day is it now? It is Monday. So on Saturday night, a few days ago, the Blues played the Chicago Blackhawks at home. I think it was like the first time that they were playing someone other than the teams that were in their division last year. So it was the first time seeing a new opponent since the start of last regular season. Um, So that was pretty refreshing to see. And Blues-Blackhawks, it's a great rivalry. Uh, always, always fun games, no matter what, no matter if it's regular season week one or their playoff battles from almost 10 years ago, they're always, always super entertaining games. Um, and, uh, this one was no different. It was a complete opposite, um, from what the first few blues games had looked like. It was, it was defensive battle. It was positioning. There weren't a lot of high danger scoring chances. And when they were, they didn't really even go in, um, Krug's goal was on the power play, so you could almost argue that five on five, it was there was pretty much no, uh, you know, you know, huge scoring chances. Um, besides, I know a couple that were Mark Andre Fleury had a couple uh, robberies as well as Bennington. So um, definitely a much more defensive game than we had seen in any other matchup that the Blues have had this season. And I think early on in the game when the blues were sort of struggling to generate offense. I was a little bit worried because if they've had a weak spot this season, obviously it's been defense. And I, you know, I had been saying it uh, a lot last week that there are going to be stretches when, you know, certain parts of your, of your team uh, are firing all cylinders, whether it's your offense, defense, goalie, whatever. Um, And I said, there's going to be inevitable stretch of games, or maybe it's one game, maybe it's a few games where um, the offense, you know, loses loses some of the energy that it's been having because the offense had been on fire to start the season, scoring at a record pace. Um, and obviously that wasn't sustainable. So I had been saying, you know, at, at some point the offense is going to, is going to stop being so dominant and you're going to have to rely on your defense. And that's something that the blues hadn't been able to do uh, heading into the Blackhawks matchup. They really had not only had they not been able to rely on, rely on their defense, their defense had been pretty much their Achilles heel. They've been, um, forced to rely a little bit heavily on their forwards because their defense was unreliable. Um, so early on, I was a little bit worried that if this was going to be a defensive matchup, um, the Blues were going to come out, uh, or the Blackhawks were going to come out on top simply because the, the Blues' biggest weakness was being tested. Um, and they rallied and proved me wrong. The defense looked really, really strong. Um, i without a doubt, fully confident that it was their best defensive game of the season, obviously small sample size, but um, everybody on defense looked looked like they were playing their role and they were playing it well. There wasn't a single weak link. There wasn't a single, oh, if so-and-so was playing better. The defense looked like a six-man cohesive unit, you know, making changes um, on the fly, not really getting caught at all, uh, just making the right play and making it as easy as they could on Jordan Bennington in what was uh, a difficult game you know, overall to get chances. Uh, Colton Pareko was a horse, almost 27 minutes of ice time, which I want to say was a career high in a, in a non-playoff game for him or non-overtime game, I want to say, but I could be wrong. Um, 
but yeah, he was he was huge for the Blues. Justin Falk continues to be maybe the best defenseman for the St. Louis Blues, um, continuing from last season. So defense was really really strong. And then uh, I've been talking about needing some a little bit of injection of offense from the defense um, because, like I said, you're not going to get it from your forwards twenty four seven. Um, and Tory Krug steps up and gets a huge goal on the power play. You know, there, it was one of those games where I figured that if there was going to be a goal, it was going to be something gritty, something, you know, a bit of a garbage goal. Um, but the blues got lucky. They got a power play and they continued their strong special teams performance. Um, and Tory Krug, uh, got open, uh, who, who made the pass? He got a pass from, oh yeah, Tarasenko, of course, beautiful pass from Tarasenko, who's looked amazing this season by the way, uh, continues to dominate. And I believe he's second on the team in points right now. Uh, so maybe he's maybe he's here to stay for this season, but we've had that conversation so many times, so I need to get into it again. Uh, David Perron on the secondary assist. So just good puck moving on the power play, something that's been very consistent for the Blues this entire season uh, and able to finish it with a with Krug having a pretty, pretty good scoring chance. And he beat Marc-Andre Fleury for the only time that night. And then late in the period as well, the Blackhawks put a lot of pressure on, um, and the Blues were able to to withstand that. I feel like at the end of games they've been uh, they've been struggling in terms of um, holding that kind of that final flurry that teams are going to throw at them. Um, and the Blues looked really really strong in that game. And I think that defensively, uh, if if we can get that product uh, from the Blues. Uh, defense for the rest of the season it is going to be a long year for their opponents because if they can win games one nothing as well as winning games like seven four it's going to be really really hard for teams to find a way to beat the blues so i'm looking forward to that um but you know what else i'm looking forward to is thanksgiving it is right around the corner all the good foods and treats i mean i, I my favorite personally is the mashed potatoes because you know you can just keep getting servings of them uh goes with everything any everything on your plate just put mashed potatoes in that same bite it's delicious um, but if you want to get yourself a, a dessert that isn't so full of calories and sugar, it is the perfect time for Built Bar. Built Bar is the new holiday dessert. You can feast on something delicious and feel good about it. One slice of pie, which I love, has op- upwards of 300 calories, and that's on the low end. So if you're trying to maybe cut back a little bit, most Built Bars are only 130 calories and only 4 grams of sugar with plenty of protein. They're low-calorie, low-carb, low-fat, and high-protein. They're covered in 100% chocolate, so they're just as delicious as some of your favorite Thanksgiving desserts. Built Bars are a great option when you're hungry, and if Thanksgiving isn't coming soon enough for you, you can go grab a Built Bar or two right now at Built.com. There's going to be new surprises all month, limited-time flavors arriving regularly, so check the site often. There is nothing like a Built Bar Black Friday as well, so, so mark your calendar because Black Friday will be a huge event with all sorts of surprises and deals but if you want, if you can't wait, you want to get some today. Go to built.com. Use promo code locked fifteen, and you'll get fifteen percent off your order. That's promo code locked fifteen for fifteen percent off at built.com. And when I get back, I'm going to be talking about the call up of Joel Hoffer, Hofer, with Billy Huso, um, in COVID protocol, and as well as just my expectations for the next few games for the St. Louis Blues. So don't go anywhere. All right. The St. Louis Blues next matchup is on Wednesday, late game, 10 p.m. Eastern against the LA Kings. And presumably Jordan Binnington is going to be starting that one, but they have a back-to-back game on Thursday against the San Jose Sharks. And if Billy Huso is still in COVID protocol, we could be seeing the NHL debut of Joel Hofer, which is very exciting. Um, 
not a not a guy I thought we would see this year. Um, which I guess makes makes a little not not a whole lot of sense considering he's our number three goalie in our depth chart. But it feels like we just yesterday when we drafted him. Um, so having him getting called up to the Blues is very exciting. I think Tommy has raved about him as a prospect um, for a while now. He said he looked really really good in training camp. Um, put up ridiculous stats last year in juniors. Um, so I, I've been very excited about him, obviously with Jordan Bennington, uh, between the pipes, you can't really get too excited because you know that we kind of have our guy at least for now. Um, but I, I believe it's a Doug Armstrong quote from, from a couple of years ago, where in terms of the prospect cupboard, uh, goaltending is a position where you can never have a, a cupboard that's too full. Um, and we saw that with Jordan Bennington. We saw how a goalie that you, that isn't really even on your radar can come up and dominate the league. Um, but there's also the flip side, of, and we're seeing that a lot this year. A lot of young goalies like Thatcher Demko uh, and Sesterkin, um, and with the Rangers are putting up huge numbers. And those are guys that have been pegged as good prospects and have come in and lived up to the hype and lived up to the expectations. And Joel Hofer is is a guy that's sort of had a little bit of hype for the St. Louis Blues. Um, and I think seeing him get called up is is pretty exciting. Um, and if it does happen to be uh, the case where he's starting one of these games on Wednesday or Thursday. Um, I think the team's going to play really strong in front of him because like I said, he's a really strong goaltender. He makes, he makes big plays. Um, and like I said, it, it's, it's like, I've always been saying uh, teams rally for their goaltender. Um, and Bennington has proven that this year. Bennington has played really, really well. And the team has played well around him. Um, and Huso played well as well. And I said, like if he gets off to an early start, um, the team will play well around him and they'll play confident. And Hofer, I think, is no different. I think if he shows early on, uh, you know, first strong first period, team will team will be flying around him. And uh, it should bring a lot of confidence to him, uh, a lot of confidence to the team as well, sort of playing with a, with a rookie goalie and, and being forced to work on their fundamentals a little bit more, being forced to uh, take a little bit of extra effort to make sure that uh, Joel Hofer can have a comfortable game in between the pipes, and that'll for, I think force them to be a little bit better of a team, more consistent, and play a little bit more like what we saw in that Chicago game in terms of a clean hockey game versus some of the seven four sloppy games the Blues have been fortunate to come out on top of. And so, um, definitely uh, an exciting thing if you're a Blues fan to see Joel Hofer get the call up. Um, one of the mo- more exciting prospects in the Blues system, obviously with Bennington, like I said, um, and Huso ahead of him. It might be a little bit, it might be a little while before we see him in like a, a consistent role. But um, I- I'm looking forward, even if it's just limited, even if it's just one game, even if it's just a couple of videos for practice. Um, it'll be huge for his development, getting some time with the big club, um, and also if it does work out that he is capable of playing at an NHL level, that brings in some flexibility in terms of. Uh, trade pieces, cap room, whatever it may be. So it, it's always good to have uh, good goaltenders in your system. We've seen it in the past. Like I, I think I don't know what season it was where, um, like Ottawa used like eight different goaltenders and their record was abysmal. Um, it's good to have consistent goalies that you could rely on and not have to worry about if you know worst case scenario Jordan Bennington goes down. You don't have to worry about oh man, who so and who else. Um, it's nice to have depth at that position, and Joel Hoffer brings that, as well as plenty of other names in the in the organization as well that could get could have gotten the call up um, if it wasn't Hofer. So, a lot to be excited about there. Um, Going to be getting into the preview of tomorrow's game or Wednesday's game a little bit more. I think Tommy is taking a solo episode tomorrow, so he'll be previewing that game a little bit more, and then probably. Uh, Wednesday as well, considering it is such a late game. But uh, that is all the time that we have for today. 
So make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you listen to. Thank you all so much for listening. And if you're watching on YouTube or want to watch on YouTube, hit that subscribe button and hit that notification bell, Locked On Blues, on YouTube. That way you can jump jump into the live stream whenever we're recording these episodes. Ask us some questions and chat. It's such a fun time, uh, and we appreciate it. Shout out Greg Kane and JTAP and everyone else who was in the chat today. Um, make sure you follow us on all the other social medias, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at Locked On Blues. Follow me on Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL. Follow Tommy at TULster15. Thanks so much for listening, and as always, let's go Blues.